Hey Beauty Boss, April here. So as you know, sales are critical for your business growth. But if you're like most people, you might feel uncomfortable with selling. But the good news is there is a way to sell with heart and integrity to get more high paying clients without being pushy. And I'm revealing the three key systems to unlocking more sales and making your marketing easier on our upcoming workshop called Skyrocket Your Sales and Boost Your Beauty Biz Bookings. It's a three-day, no-cost workshop online, October 4th through the 6th. Again, it's a free workshop, and here's what you're going to learn. Here's what I'll share with you. The systems for attracting high-paying clients that doesn't require a large social media following, spending money on ads, or any awkward dancing. You're going to learn how to build authority and credibility so you stand out as a go-to professional, so clients are coming to you versus you chasing them. You'll learn how to articulate your unique difference and the value so that you can eliminate those price shoppers. You're gonna overcome the top objections and double your sales and also leverage a unique marketing system. We're gonna simplify things so that you're not wasting time, money on energy on things that don't matter. We'll cover all of this and more October 4th through the 6th. There will be replays, but prizes are available for live attendees. So I encourage you to come live, but make sure you sign up today. The link is in the show notes. It's aprilmeese.com forward slash sales. I can't wait to see you there and skyrocket your beauty business sales. Hello, beautiful. So today we have a special guest. Michelle Rath will be joining us. And we are talking about the top three mistakes to avoid when creating your own product line. So Michelle founded Sinful Lashes after a successful career as a Hollywood stylist in the entertainment industry. In 2011, she wanted to change and took the eyelash extension course and had a love affair that has now expanded such an amazing career. She's recognized as a leader in the lash industry. She travels the world as a trainer, a speaker, and a judge. She has three published books, Secrets to Success, Lash Industry Influencers, and Lash Masters Volume 3. Love that. And she also had, not only did she open her first studio in 2011, she has a Lash Academy, a beautiful 2,000 square foot facility that has retail store and e-commerce in LA, Los Angeles, California. She has the students in the Lash Academy. Also, they come from United States, Japan, London, Scotland, Lithuania, all over the world. And she's researched, developed, and now manufactures a luxury line of lash supplies and it's the most affordable in the industry. We could go on and on. She has the Hollywood Lash Conference. I mean, you wanna talk about some credentials. Michelle Rath is the woman to go to, a very successful beauty business boss, so honored to have her. We're gonna talk again about the three mistakes that most beauty professionals make when creating their own line, which I know is a dream for so many people. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much. So let's just dive into it because you have so much knowledge, you have so much information, so much wisdom to share with them. And I know that you just have a, such a great heart. Like I know you, we kind of collaborated on Clubhouse originally, and I would hear you speak in the rooms. And I know you're always, again, just trying to help the industry. And I know you see these mistakes and it's got to be heartbreaking because people are, they're kind of upset after they make some of these mistakes. But let's just jump into, give us number one. So I think 
these top three mistakes, and there are more, are really to help people avoid wasting their hard-earned dollars. Because I see it a lot, and people will spend you know, all of their savings into a lash line without really understanding the details. So I think the number one mistake is not knowing the difference between a lash broker and a lash manufacturer. That's such a different entity. And I think what happens is people get contacted on places like Instagram, TikTok, wherever it is, by somebody who's advertising a brand, and I'm gonna use that in quotes. And what they actually are is that they are a third party person who maybe works with a lot of different brands. So you will never know if they sent you a sample, let's say, if that's what you're actually gonna get because there are still supply chain problems and what's happening in a lot of Asian countries where everything's manufactured is that there's employee shortages all over. So that's really where the problem is. So, so a lot of times they'll send you a sample and maybe they're even well-meaning, like that's what they're gonna get you. That particular company just doesn't have that product. They don't take it back. There are no returns and you pay for everything up front, right? So when you are a small person just starting out with somebody, you've got to pay for that product 100% before that order even goes in. So that's really, I think, the biggest misconception because there are so few lash manufacturers. There are a lot of secondary lash companies, and then there are lots and lots of lash brokers. That's a commissioned salesperson. And there are very few lash manufacturers. If you know the difference and what you're dealing with, it will really help you make costly mistakes. Because I think you can deal with a small secondary lash manufacturer, right? That's what we do. And there are lots of them all over. You, you want to make sure that they also get consistent products. I myself, after this many years, right after COVID, put in a huge order. It was about $25,000 worth of new lash we were going to introduce and the sample. Could we return it? No. We sell it? No. So that's really what I think is number one. Wow. Okay. So much there. So it reminds me of if I go to get like some Chinese chicken and I'll say, can I try that if it's a new like chicken with cashews and whatever. And, and I remember this woman, she was like looking for the best piece of chicken with a little toothpick and she gives me that sample. Right. And then and, and I'm like, oh, it's delicious. And then I order it and it's like nothing what that sample was. She picked out the best one, right? So it just reminds me and it reminds me of the quote, you don't know what you don't know. So and true. this whole broker thing, right? Oh, oh, oh the, the lash broker is the worst. You, I, I'm going to say right now, do not deal with a lash broker. It's a really shady business. And 99% of them are in China, even if they tell you they're in someplace else. Manufacturing standards in China are, this is just a fact, are different than di manufacturing standards in countries like, let's say, Korea or Japan very different yes. manufacturing standards. So if you have a lash broker in China and they don't care who they're dealing with, some of those factories are completely unsterile, right? They're so dirty. Everything's done by hand in dirty conditions. 
So now we have an industry that takes disinfecting really seriously. We have scopes of practices that we have to abide by. And then we're using a product that has absolutely no sterilization and who knows what kind of bacteria is transferred. So th those are things you really want to keep in mind because you only get one shot with a customer, right? That customer is not going to come back and try you again, even if you say you have a better product, not if they've gotten a subpar product to begin with when there are so many great products for them to choose from on the market. For a lot of labs, yeah, yeah, it's, not, it's not just price. They want to make sure they have a great product. The other thing is, is that a lot of the inexpensive lashes are inexpensive for a reason. They are not a great quality product. A lot of them have air fillers in them. That's why retention is so poor with those particular lashes. Yeah, your reputation is everything, right? You have to build a business on your reputation. And once that reputation goes down, it's very hard to repair it. And I remember even talking to Dr. Setterfield, Lance Setterfield, and he's like known as the father of microneedling. And he was talking about how he only gets rollers and microneedling devices, same thing from Korea or Japanese being the highest standard. And, and so it's so important to understand. And, and you wouldn't know because they might say it is from this area and how would you know? You really wouldn't know. So just to sum up that first point, the first point is more so that they don't know who they're dealing with or the sample is not the same as what they actually get. Both. Most people that I see think that lash brokers are actually a manufacturer. When somebody contacts them on social media, because that's where they contact most people, they think, oh, this is the manufacturer. Now my manufacturer doesn't have any lash brokers. Do, do oh, you that's see what I mean? Now. Right, yes. so, so a real manufacturer doesn't have lash brokers. It's these secondary companies, or it's just their own business. They've created themselves as a brand and what they do is they represent whoever is available at that particular time. They are not a manufacturer. And many times they just don't know anything about the products. They'll just put a lot of products on a page, right? On, you know, wherever it is they're putting it on, which is a lot of times an Instagram profile with about, you know, 300 followers and photos from other manufacturers. So that's what you want to stay away from because your business if you're looking for a long-term sustainable business, you have to start with quality, right? Your product yeah. has to be a high quality product. And there are ways to do that. A lash broker is not it. So once you know that, it's much easier to kind of work down the line, right? So it, this is a lash broker. This is a secondary manufacturer. Like we go to one country, we source our hair. Then we take our product to one of the only and they might be the only company after COVID that has an automated lash system. So it's not even touched by human hands. Everything's laser cut in an automated system. Wow. And then it goes onto the strip that we've created, our lash curl that we've created, and then goes into the tray. Yeah, so, so good. First of all, there's so many parts that we could dive into there. Not only the quality, but the infection control. I mean, I think of quality as, you know, how good it is. Obviously, quality, infection control affects quality, but just like their own category, really, you know, so many things. Okay, so that's number one of not knowing the difference between a broker. And yeah, if somebody's reaching out to you 
and it sounds good, you think, hmm, this sounds good, and I can see how a lot of people will fall into that trap. What's number two top mistake that they might make? And I think this is an important one. <laughs> I think they're all important, but this is really important, is a lot of people do not have product knowledge, right? So they're going to start their line. They're going to, let's take adhesives. They're going to carry adhesives, but they know nothing about what goes into that bottle, right? So they don't understand cyanocrylates, what that polymer, the different ranges of that polymer, because we can start with industrial, beauty, medical grade, right? That's a very popular polymer. It's used in industrial applications like big construction sites, right? With very specific PPE equipment, right? And then it can go into the beauty grade, right? Which is many times what's in higher in quality bottles and then medical. And that's a different grade. It's called alkoxy for our industry. There's higher grade polymers that fall into medical grade, but we don't use them. So you just have to understand like what's in the bottle? What's the stabilizers? Are there different grades of carbon? There are, because again, right? If you have a product that doesn't work well, or you can't even describe what this product does, what's the ideal humidity? There's so much, but you have to be able to help your customer buy the right product for their environment or else they will not have good retention. And that is the glue that really holds our business together, literally. So you really got to understand, like, how is that product made? 60%, and I'm going to be conservative here, of adhesives on the market fall into industrial grade. It is so toxic for not only the technician, but for our clients that it should never be used around the eyes, which is the thinnest skin on the body. So I think like really understanding that product is going to be so helpful. And then you need to decide, are you going to be a private label, right, for adhesives? Or are you going to do what we do, which is like develop it through a chemist and then send it to a co-packer, right? That's later in the game. But if you have the products I mean, the dollars when, you, when you're doing your startup, maybe you have investors or you're going a different way. That's a great way to go because you know exactly what's in that bottle and you can customize it with a chemist that understands that polymer. There are chemists that just work in polymers and they can, you know, tweak each bottle to work in the environments that you need them to. Okay, so much to go. I want to just dive okay. into there. So Sorry. Sorry, I mean, I could talk forever on this. <laughs> no, 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 it's great. I could listen forever. So it just made me think of in 2001, um, around that time, 2002, I was working with Dr. Dennis Gross, and he has a skincare line. And he would, uh, he's a dermatologist, he would always talk about medical grade ingredients and how there are different grades of vitamin A. And he would compare it to, you know, he'd break yes. it down and say, like, if you'd go to a grocery store and see, you know, different types of beef, right, and, and compare it to like that, you know, so that people would understand, because they didn't really understand different grades of ingredients and medical grade ingredients is, you you know, really what you're looking for, because that's going to be the highest quality and how it's packaged. So it reminded me of that, that, that knowing your ingredients, knowing what you're really getting. And I think 
what, where the disconnect is, is so many beauty professionals are like, I'm doing well, I love my service, I love the skill of applying the lashes, I, I wanna take my business to the next level, and this is a great way to sell products to my students, to sell products to my clients, whatever it might be, to, you know, again, have another leverage of income. And they don't think of everything that goes into it because that also means another area of liability. That also means another area of marketing. That also means all of these other things. And so you then have to really put that hat on to say, okay, I need to learn everything about this so that again, it represents me, my name, my reputation, and the point that you made or find somebody that already has done all the work for you. But we'll get to that in just a moment. But Definitely. Yeah. So not knowing what's in the product and having good intentions, but you know how, what they say about the road is paved out with good intentions, <laughs> but having good intentions, but not knowing what's in there. And then if your customer comes back to you and says, I had a reaction or what's in this, you know, you're then playing defense instead of playing offense. When yeah. I first started manufacturing, my first chemist was in Italy. Now my chemist is in Germany and I love Germans. <laughs> they're just so detail oriented, you know, just country. So they're just, they're really on every single thing that goes into the body. But my first chemist was so sweet. I sent him a bottle of Sky Glue and a lot of lash artists are familiar with Sky Glue. It's very popular, has really good retention <laughs> because it's pretty you know, it's industrial grade, right? Real industrial grade. So I sent it to him and I said, look, you know, this is something that we use. And, you know, I'm thinking of something like this. He waited until I was up in the morning. I can't remember what time, very late his time, right? And he called me on the phone, so emotionally yelling at me in the nicest way in Italian and English, that how could I use this? Was I trying to kill people? Was I trying to kill myself? This is so toxic. Like, are people using this on the eyes? Like he couldn't believe that we were actually using this product on the eyes. And that's what scared me straight. I was like, if he is this concerned that he would wait and just not send me an email, say, hey, this is not a great product. I mean, he was like so emotional about it. It's that's really was a wake up call that I better know what I'm not only doing to my own body, right? But what I'm selling to people and what they could do to other people's body. So that was really the wake up call for me. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because again, we don't know what we don't know. And it takes somebody that does know saying, look, this is, this is major. This is not just a little product that you are doing, right? There are major repercussions of not getting this right. Yeah. Yes. So this is just that they didn't know, right? And so being informed, knowing what to look for is super important. Michelle's sharing these things because she doesn't want you to waste your time, your money, your energy, and also your reputation of going down the wrong path where these mistakes that can be avoided. So we talked first about having, uh, knowing the difference between the manufacturer and the broker and where that lash product is really coming from. And we kind of touched a little bit on samples, but that might be number three. So I don't want to give that one away yet. We talked about knowing what's in the product you know, super important. This is where you have to put the research hat on and dig a little deeper to really know the quality of ingredients that you are putting your name on. Super important. Okay. What is another big one that many people probably don't know? 
I think what's really important is underestimating costs, right? Underestimating oh. your startup costs. That's really important. So if you understand where your lashes are made, the quality of the product that you're getting, that's a great start. If you really understand really product knowledge, right? What are these products made for? You know, really understanding tweezers come from Pakistan. 90, I'm gonna say, and this is probably conservative, but 98% of tweezers on the market come from Pakistan. That's a very different culture and they, they, it's, it's a very difficult medium to buy tweezers in. You will get hit up every day on Instagram. And I will tell you, in our industry, tweezers have a 30% bad tweezer rate, for lack of a better wow. word. 30%. Meaning only 30% are good. No, 30% are bad. Yeah. So, so, oh, 30% so are have, bad. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a, that's a huge percentage, right? Really high dollar amount. And so that you're investing in and they don't do PayPal, right? So if, if somebody tells you to send them money through Western Union, I, I want you to run. I want everybody in here to run. Do not Western Union, anybody in Pakistan, your money. You will never get anything. And also just understanding that there are manufacturers that have a much lower bad tweezer percentage, right? So ours is 3%, but it took us four years to find our manufacturer. Wow. So that's, those are things that really are so important to know. So when you're starting all of this, you're going to underestimate, first of all, just your testing costs, right? Just getting in samples and testing and saying, no, this isn't good. This is, this is okay. This is, but I don't like this kind of tray. I, I mean, these, these kinds of strips. No, this curl, this D curl looks like a, you know, you, I, I, what is this? And so it, you, you underestimate that. And then your initial order. I think if you have a small training academy or you're going to be just have a minimum amount of products in your area for people to buy locally, that's a different conversation on a business for your initial order. But if you want to become a lash brand, I'm going to tell you, your minimum order is going to be at least $50,000 and that gets you so little. Okay. That gets you so little. That's, that's nothing, right? That's maybe three curls, some adhesives, a few tweezers, because you, when you're dealing in manufacturer, not lash brokers, but real manufacturers, your minimums are so much higher. So right. that's why secondary companies, right? Are such a great deal for people that are just doing a small scale business. It's just part of what you do. It's not all that what you do. If, if it's all that what you do, you're, you know, I mean, we have probably 300,000, maybe 400,000. I don't know. It's, I'd have to ask at our warehouse, but we're the products in our warehouse. So that means that in order to compete with us, you have to have everything that we have, right? And you can't have five, C curl, 0.7s, you know, 10 millimeter. You gotta have, you know, they're not gonna let you buy five. They're just not gonna, that's just not the way it works. So you have, they, they everything is a production run. They don't have these lashes sitting in their warehouse. So, so I think really understanding that. And then I think also, if people wanna become a true brand, you have to take into account 
what the advertising costs are going to be, right? Marketing is crucial for a new brand. I have some ideas on how to do it better with a lot less money, but I think really you have to really understand the cost, the startup cost for this, for this business, because if not, you will have wasted money unnecessarily. Yeah. Yeah. That's eye-opening those large orders. I mean, when people don't realize, because first of all, as a business, if you're making a large investment like that, you need to, you can't have that product just sit. You would need to be moving it faster. And usually starting off small would be the way to go because then you can get your marketing down. You can get the awareness out. You can get the message. And so having, you know, it's funny because it's one of those catch 22s in that you want to go with the manufacturer because you want the quality that's coming from that, right? But you also might not be able to afford that mass order. And so Michelle saying, you know, and, and what she offers is that private labeling where that's a, a great alternative to kind of getting started and really saving yourself all that time for the research, all the stress, all of those things. Yeah. Is there a bonus tip that maybe you might have where people might not have thought of that you just didn't want to leave out? I know I, I said three for you, but there might be another one where you're like, well, here's what I think that is also something to consider. If it's going to be what you're going to do just for your training academy, right, for you and your students, that's much smaller scale. Maybe partner with your favorite brand because not only are you a now a brand partner, which is different than an ambassador, you're an actual partner, but now you've created backlinks on your website that actually help your initial business get seen on, you know, because you have to have a website. I'm just going to tell you right now, without a really good website, you're not going to succeed. So, but, but you have to have a website. And so creating those backlinks is so easy. The other thing that I, I would love for people to consider is to become the Sephora of lash brands in your industry. So maybe you are, uh, if you wanted to really start a store and, you know, have online options, there are a lot of spa sites that carry a lot of different brands, right? They partner with those brands. They carry those brands. Sometimes they don't even have to stock it, right? They're just, you know, the broker <laughs> for lack of a better word. And then maybe you have a shop and you, and you stock them there. So I think that's great because now you've created a lot of backlinks, right? And those backlinks yeah. are so powerful to be seen on the internet. So, and to get your site on, on, you know, pages, one, two, or three on search engines. So that's also a good thing to consider. If you really want your own brand, just know the facts and, and so that you can really make a checklist and really start your business plan and, and do it smart. When I started, I never, ever added another product to my line unless I made profits from another part of my business. So whether it was my personal service, whether it was our aftercare products that we sold in the salon that I had, you know, was it what I was making? Cause I had one time eight artists, right? Doing lashes in a salon. So I would take the profits from one part of the business to fund the other part of my business because you don't want to go into debt unless you know it's going to be something that you like doing and that's something that you can have some success at. 
Yeah. And our businesses are usually for most people, they're not, the exit strategy is not like selling their business. So they need to put the money back into their business. And then later on, they can, you know, start to take that profit out and put it into other ways to make money. But it's such a great point. Like you need to have that money flowing in and make sure you're able to be profitable and then put it towards future things and other investments and ways to grow. What I love that you said there is that it just made me think of how you've gone to so many levels in growing your business, right? And, and that's where this wisdom comes. And you, you're thinking about things in like all aspects, like you were talking about the marketing and the backlinks, right? And so that Sephora concept, I love that because it made me think of, you know, somebody might come to your site or your website and, uh, you know, e-commerce, wherever you're hosting and for another brand and then see something else that they like, right? They might be thinking that they're loyal to this brand, but then end up loving a few other brands. And so this is where you can really, you know, maximize, but having the right quality of ingredients, having the right quality of product, the lashes, just everything being sterile, all of those things, super, super important. I think those are some, I mean, I know there's got to be way more than that. We just touched on just a few mistakes. And so let's transition to kind of what you do. What is the alternative? Because we've kind of hinted to it and we've kind of talked about it or talked around it. But Michelle, like tell them what you guys offer that is a great alternative for them. So we start from a very basic level in branding. I think every single person listening to this is a brand, right? You're a brand. Yeah. You have a yeah. business, a beauty business, you're a brand. So everything should be branded for that business. And that includes your aftercare products, right? Because every single inch of your space is a return on your investment. And so, yes. you know, that should be lash baths, that should be your eyeliners, whatever it is that you sell. If you do facials, right, you should have, you know, either their products or your name on a product because every time that client looks at that product, they see your name and they remember your business. It also changes the level of perception people have about your business. So we start from aftercare products and work our way up. The one thing that we are adding, and it'll probably be 30 days or so, the last part of our business is lashes, just because the supply chain problems have been so difficult. And I, during the pandemic, I probably tested different types of hair from different locations. I don't like them. So I like what I mm. like, and I like a certain quality. And if it's not that quality, I, I can't do it. So the whole process is coming together. So lashes are coming, but we do all of our adhesives, our tweezers. We're just adding our tweezers on there. I have a whole new line of tweezers coming. So that means that you don't have to worry about, you know, have the stress of sending somebody, you know, $3,000 in Pakistan and hoping that you're going to get what you ordered or have 30% of them non-working. So those kind of things are what we do and we do them on a much smaller scale. So if somebody wants five lash baths or 10 lash baths, whatever the minimum is, then you can buy those with your label on them, your logo. Yeah. So I, I just think you should be branded. You are a brand. I, I know so many people when they take my classes, they do not see themselves as a brand. And I would just say April, I've taken business coaching from April. She's just 
amazing. And if you're really, this is something that you want to do, I think there's no one better in our industry. I tell people all the time about April because she's so good at what she does and she helps you see what you don't see, right? So I'm hoping to help you see the mistakes that you could make before you make them. But for the marketing portion, April's amazing. So helped me oh. a lot in my business. Just see things, especially post-pandemic when everything is a hot mess that I wouldn't have normally seen. So, so I think that's, yeah. So I think what we do is great. And then having a business coach is just invaluable if you want to scale because it is so complex today. Marketing just, it's complex. I'm just, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's the minute you think you figured it out, it's changing. The algorithm is changing or something's changing or perception, consumer, yeah, prospect, attention, all of those things. So, well, thank you, first of all, for all of your kind words, and I really appreciate that. I think that this has been so eye-opening. Maybe some of the things that we kind of suspected maybe, but you just don't want to really think that it can be as bad as it is. And these are ways to protect yourself from making a mistake. I love what you said about the branding. It's true. I used to say one time that everybody has a brand. You either have a messy brand or you have a together brand and understanding that brand and that perception, right? Perception is why, you know, people buy things. You know, I used the example the other day that when, if people shop from Instacart, which is the grocery delivery service, they're not buying Instacart. They're buying buying the convenience. So they're buying from you, they're buying prestige, they're buying credibility, they're buying freedom and confidence, yes, but they're also buying your brand and your reputation. And so really understanding how to package that up. And I think beautifully what Michelle has done is she's done all the hard work. She's done all the research. And I mean, this woman knows her stuff. And so she's done all of that. And now you can come in. This is what's so beautiful about today's society that you can come in, partner with Michelle, you can put your label on it for a small investment and really feel that confidence and that prestige of having your name on your product, even just, you know, aftercare and having your name on products that your client takes home, continues to remember you, you stay top of mind. I mean, marketing wise, it's just genius on so many levels. Business wise, it's just giving you extra leverage and extra income. And she's done all the work, like her company, her name, her reputation is on it. So you can feel comfortable and confident to put your name on it. I just love that. I don't know why everybody wouldn't do it, to be honest with you. Like it just is, to me, it's like a no brainer. Well, having I try your... to help people because we sell so many more like lash baths with our label on it than their own label. And I try to talk to people and they just, I think it's overwhelming to some people. It's so easy. All you do is send us a logo. If you don't have a logo, we can help you. We have graphic artists on staff. You know what I mean? So he's amazing. I'm related to him. It's my son. So I think he's amazing, but he just is. So, so anyways, you know, it, we do make it really easy for you and it just changes the perception of your business. It will make people more prone to recommend you to people that they know based on those small things. Yeah. Perception, perception, perception. It goes a long way, right? It goes a long way. And there's a reason why I also use the example of like, you know, Toyota and what they sell versus the Porsche or Tesla, you know, Tesla doesn't have to do the same type of marketing that Toyota has to do. Right. You know, and they're, yes. and they're, 
Tesla is selling prestige and you can become that premium lash or beauty business just from simple things. Simple things can change perception. So I want that to be a big takeaway for you and knowing that this is within reach. Once upon a time, this wasn't within reach. You had to go out and, you know, have your own manufacturer, spend months and years researching and lots of pain and heartache of money wasted and time wasted and all of the frustration. And now this is, you know, accessible to everyone. So it's so great. Thank you, Michelle, for being here. I love you. I adore you. I think you just have so much wisdom and a heart of gold, truly a heart of gold. And for this industry, your passion for this industry and helping people is beyond amazing. Thank you yes. so much. Awesome. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also, definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.